I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you. Uh, thank you for those who have given me constructive constructive criticism. Thank you for the support. Um, I'll be uploading multiple times a week, working on becoming more consistent, pushing out more content for you guys. Um, each episode I will have each episode of the podcast um, I'll have on Spotify and other streaming platforms, as well as YouTube um, and probably some some clips from Twitches um, from Twitch and uh, YouTube as well. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Shaw underscore Mercury. On YouTube, it's Shaw Mercurial. Uh, Twitch, it's the Mercurial one. I, I just. I just want to say thank you. I, I don't really say that enough. And I appreciate uh, all those who are listening and watching from around the world. You guys are great. And once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. As a hero, I feel like she's going to be her Kate Bishop and Patriot. Are I'm thinking they might be the the starting members of the Avengers, of the Young Avengers. Kate Bishop, uh, Elijah Bradley's Patriot, and Cassie Lang's Stanger as founding members of Young Avengers. I would love to see Billy and Tommy. Um, I said, hopefully with Secret Wars being uh, rewriting a multiverse, they could be added into there or we can get them from an alternate universe. My whole thing is, my whole thing is with Wanda being out of the picture, what they can do with Wanda and this would be the perfect way to introduce Doctor Doom is that in the comics Wanda um, I think after believe after the House of M and Decimation she ended up losing her memory like forgetting who she was and what she did she just you know I'm saying went missing not too long after that they find her married to none other than himself, Victor Von Doom. That would be dope. Me Doom, then you see Wanda like, what the fuck? That'd be interesting. I know um, Agatha's probably pissed right now that Wanda, obviously, she quote-unquote died or, you know, Wanda's probably no longer under the effects of her spell. So I want to see how she is reacting to everything and how, uh, what she's going to do because that's a set that's delving into more of the cosmic and magical, mystical side of Marvel. And there's a lot of mystical magic, supernatural things that can happen, um, in that corner of the universe. You have so many characters you can 
do you that can interact with each other the current ones you know Thor uh, Shang-Chi Kamala Khan Sam Wilson's Captain America Bucky uh, Bruce Banner She-Hulk Daredevil we can get the new Avengers or West Coast Avengers and Daredevil in the trailers being seen in She-Hulk and she's on the West Coast as, uh, alongside Ant-Man and uh, Chang-Chi uh, who live in San Francisco um, and Hawkeye like in the comics is trying to retire then you know, eventually he, he started the, uh, the West Coast Avengers so I'm like, yeah, I think he'd, he'd, he'd be perfect to start the West Coast Avengers. Um, that'd be amazing. The new Avengers. Hilarious. Then, I'm sorry, Brian. Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, New Avengers. One of the best comic book runs ever. And I feel like they should, they should get a lot from his run. Um, from the comics and bring that into the MCU these next couple phases because Brian, uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers New Avengers and Fantastic Four wonderful reads wonderful reads if you have the time um, go to your local comic book store bookstore, rent them buy them, indulge in them enjoy them, love them, cherish them get your mind blown away by them uh, if you don't have the time to do that hit uh, Rob Jefferson up at Comics Explained and Geek Culture Explained also Benny and the wonderful people at uh, Comic Storian we t- there has been a lot of missed opportunities um, in Marvel not just casting but story story element wise um a lot of people were like a lot of people had mixed feelings with kamala khan being a mutant instead of an inhuman and even with her power set changing you know it's more genetic it comes from within her the 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 bangle activated her powers that's definitely some X gene type shit. Something to activate that X gene, and they could find a perfect way to have, you know, have people start activating their X genes for some reason. You know, like in the Ultimate Comics, Wolverine didn't have his X gene activated until the experiments in the 70s or 80s um, that had him activate his his bone claw and healing factor power. Captain America in that universe uh, didn't wake up until the early 2000s so even though Marvel gets a lot of their stuff from the Ultimate Universe uh, there's a lot with the the 616 comics especially with Jonathan Hickman's run that they could definitely do especially with King Dynasty and Secret Wars and these um and these incursions and shit like that. With the MCU expanding on the cosmos, you wouldn't want, like, I wouldn't want to get too deep into a universe where 
I lost within the story or the character. There's a lot, and like I said, it's a it's a whole universe. So you may not like I don't remember every detail of every single Marvel movie from the first uh, from the first uh, saga from the Infinity Saga. You know, sometimes I have to go back. Like it was like with Thor: The Dark World. You damn near forgot the part of the movie after a fucking while. And then you have movies like Black Panther, which it's kind of hard to forget the plot of that movie, um, you know, because either you've seen it and you can't get out your head or you've seen it so many times because you enjoyed it so much. Each movie really has its own purpose for the most part. Um, some movies, uh, all movies have to tell the story, right? All these films and shows have to tell the story. A lot of times it's an origin story. Great, cool, fantastic. Who is this person? Where they come from, where they're here. Well, sometimes it's a person we know. Sometimes it's a very obscure, and it's a very obscure character. And what Marvel and Kevin Feige and production staff and everyone at um, the studios, what they're doing is a great job of bringing obscure characters or lesser-known characters and making them a you know A-list characters. Like I, I found it very you know pun intended strange that. When the Batman movie came out and Doctor Strange Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness came out, more people showed up for Doctor Strange than Batman. And Batman is a legacy character way more popular than Doctor Strange. Way more popular than Doctor Strange. Batman has villains more popular than Doctor Strange. So I feel like it's it's more so how you write and you and you treat these characters and you you do them justice. Uh, so, so certain movies I feel are more informational. They're, they they more so not only tell a story, but in some cases, they their main focus is to set stuff up, um, or as some people say, an advertisement for other Marvel films or whatnot. It's it's a setup. It's it's world building. It's it's interconnected. Yeah, it tells a story, but this is what may happen, or this is why something or someone did. Or something happened in a previous film or movie that is affecting this now and I feel like this is what that's what Thor Love and Thunder was um, you're not just gonna give us Valhalla or a couple celestials hanging out in the city Hercules and then a cosmic entity for no reason not for us to see them again or have that shit be set up And I feel like with um, Guardians and Ant-Man, especially with Ant-Man starting Phase 5, that's going to be setting up a lot more for the next phase. Like, some movies set up for the next movie. Some movies set up for a general tone of the film or a certain part of um, a piece of the saga. What I feel like uh, Black Panther is going to do is set up something further down the line like Doctor Doom and uh, the Secret Wars, but Ant-Man and Loki Season 2 will directly set up um, Kang Wars or King Dynasty. And I feel like that, like those movies are some of the best movies because they're not just telling a story and they're adding into, they're adding a character and or story to the universe, but they're giving us um, like a piece of the string that's connected or going to connect to the other movies. So like a lot of people say, well, Thor the Dark World was boring, but the Aether set up another Infinity Stone. 
Um, so that was that said Thor the Dark World was very important to the events of Avengers Endgame. Being that, you know, Thor at, when you really look back at it, Thor was wildly different as a character um, from Thor the Dark World to um, Love and Thunder, which is crazy because uh, Thor is a more serious character. He has funny moments, but he's more of a serious character. And I, and I really wish they did find a balance with him because he can be both. He can be both. And my whole thing with the, the Thor Love and Thunder movie, I didn't like, sure, it's funny. And Thor has shenanigans and he's an alien who has very awkward social skills and whatnot. And that's cool and fantastic. And but I feel like there could have been a lot more. Um, I'm not going to say darker, but a lot more serious parts to the movie. Like I said there's a lot of things that happen where comedy can cut that um, off or in half. You don't want to have a very emotional scene and have that being undercut by comedy. And you can, but just not so many times in a short span, especially with the movie barely being two hours. I do feel... Because I said, I'd, I'd, I liked the story especially with the Mighty Thor and the Gore the God of Butcher Thor line from um, Jason Aaron's run, which is fantastic. Go check it out. Enjoy it. Immerse yourself in it. I did feel like we could have gotten like, for me, Th Gore should have whooped Thor's ass in that first act. Or whatnot. Like, it could have been Thor um, Jane and Valkyrie finding other versions of Thor, you know, from the future and the past one, because that god bomb, that god bomb of fire, fire in the comics, and like all this man wanted to do was make a wish for all gods to die, man, this great movie for the most part, wasn't Ragnarok, but it's still pretty good, still pretty good, Daredevil coming back to the MCU is going to set up all the other Netflix or um, other Marvel TV shows that that uh, were also canceled or not necessarily canon. Like, I'd love to see Cloak and Dagger in the MCU. Those two characters are powerful in their own right, and when it comes to especially um, a lot of these stories that they're going to be doing, they're very crucial, important characters. Especially if they do a Civil War 2, which made Captain Marvel look like a bigger dick than she, she does most of the times in the comics. That, that was, that hit different. Because they could do a Civil War 2, but that probably won't be Phase 7 or 8. That's, that's going to be its... Uh, that's that's going to be its own thing. I think that's going to be bigger than Civil War 2. I feel like all these events and crossovers will be bigger because Marvel has all, damn near all their rights back to all their characters. Like, we can get a live Avengers versus X-Men. Sans, obviously, minus a few characters. Like, to see Magneto go against fucking Ironheart, or the Thing go against the Juggernaut, or... 
uh, the Black Panther going against Storm, like, that shit would be bonk, or Spider-Man going against fucking Colossus. These, these, there's so much that they can do, and it's, and it's crazy because when it comes to the Warner Brothers DC style stuff, it's like they're doing their own thing within their own universe, and it's weird. You got the Batman with Robert Pattinson, then you got Michael Keaton's Batman coming back in the Flash movie, then you got Ben Affleck making a couple parents. What is going on, everyone? I'm your host, Shaquem Green, also known as Shah Mercurial. This is your welcome with Shaquem Green. And I know it's been a while since, uh, for those who've listened to the podcast, um, they've been asking me for a while, we're going to hop on the stream, on the YouTube, on the internet, for those uh, who don't have certain, most everyone use YouTube, so I'm like, I might as well start um, live streaming and adding episodes on to here. Uh, most, for those who don't know, I do TV and film reviews, I geek about geek out about a lot of different things a lot of different fandoms um a lot of stuff is coming um out soon in the near and distant future when it comes to uh warner brothers and marvel um and let's let's get more into it recently like uh as most of you know or for those who don't know san diego comic-con was last week and there's a whole bunch of different things revealed uh tv shows movies merch um and the like coming from a bunch of different places um and studios i'm trying to add more people in here pardona me but um one the dungeons and dragons trailer fucking fantastic beautiful the cast looks amazing there seems to be um a lot of great chemistry going um a lot of great chemistry between the actors on the screen i'm pretty sure it's fun to film uh, amongst many other things I'm a Dungeons and Dragons fan, got into it a couple years ago um, with some friends of mine who are also excited about the film. I'll have them on at another time to discuss um, what we might be getting from this. This could be another franchise start. We could be getting shows and animated cartoons and shit from this. And for that, I'm excited. There's a bard, a paladin, a druid, a barbarian a rogue and a sorcerer um I, think, I believe Chris Pine will be playing the bard um the bards have a lot of musical or entertainment like magic and I'm usually sexual 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 motherfuckers um <laughs> and a lot of uh games and stories and stuff like that so I'm, I'm excited about that uh Ray John Paul will be playing a paladin 
those are always interesting uh, characters. Um, I believe there's also a druid, but she's a tiefling druid, and I find that very interesting. Also because two of my characters, one um, is a high elf druid and another one is a tiefling bar, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do um, with these characters. Michelle Rodriguez will be playing a barbarian, and I'm here for it enough said. Justice Smith will be playing a sorcerer. And I just, I want to see how many times someone's going to cast Fireball. Sorcerers love casting Fireballs. Also, there's a red and a black dragon. Those are not to be taken lightly, especially in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Hopefully, we get to see a bunch more, um, a bunch more characters, um, a, a lot more creatures and monsters, and a lot of world building. And I said, hopefully, this sets up for um, a, a, a franchise, a series, or spinoffs and the such. Let's see if we can get some people up in here. I have not yet listened to Beyonce's album. I will be getting to that um, later on and reviewing that later. What I am going to discuss is how the hell are we going to get mutants um, into the MCU? Kamala Khan is seemingly the first confirmed mutant in the MCU, but in the comics she's an inhuman, so how are they going to go about that, especially with the Marvels and, you know, them having cosmic powers? How the fuck is that going to happen? Because that, that right there, I said, with, I keep telling people, I said, the X-Men and mutants have so many stories just with themselves from the comics they can literally do a whole phase a whole 10 years of nothing but stories surrounding mutants and or the x-men yeah this is like i said this is because it's it is a lot you can do with the story and you don't want to uh lose focus of certain characters and certain storylines and of course it's always about the world of Marvel than the characters and the stories themselves it's so it's always interconnecting and there's that not that many plot holes or um, inconsistencies and you know continuity errors I think a great way to introduce the mutants would be through Secret Wars if not secret invasion or find a or find a way um or even go the, like the whole hilarious fourth wall breaking part with deadpool have this motherfucker just drag a computer file that says fox properties and, and into a computer file that says disney properties and just merge them together then boom i mean sure that wouldn't be as satisfying but you know the people who would get it will get it and i think that'd be a hilarious um hilarious would it do it 
Deadpool could do that, or um, say they can do that with Secret Wars. They can do that um, <laughs> essentially with America Chavez, who can run through the multiverse at at will. I would like to see how they're like which characters we will have in the movie uh, Secret Wars. So we could lose a lot of characters. We could have a whole bunch of new ones. We could get some characters that we lost back. So we could get a version of Killmonger. We can get um, Scarlet Witch, Obadiah Stane for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Just so look, because in comics, no one really dies or is gone forever. There's ways to bring them back. Um, so I'd, I'd love to see who, would, who they would bring back in that circumstance. They haven't mentioned Doctor Doom or anything Doom related besides the Fantastic Four um, in Phase in, in, in Phase Six, I believe. But I do feel like we should it it should there's we should be getting drops of Doom somewhere. Like I think, and my my theory is that uh, Black Panther Wakanda two is going to be um is going to involve doom just a little bit like doom may have sent those soldiers or one that we've seen in the trailer to invade wakanda and or atlantis for the vibranium um in the comics he um wants to steal vibranium uh because he believes that vibranium can enhance um his, you know his magical abilities or whatnot dr doom if you don't know his whole thing is power for the most part. Like he's essentially had damn near every powerful artifact in the comics, Cosmic Cube, the Infinity Gauntlets, um, I believe the power cosmic. This man is literally, a, he's one of my favorite villains, one of the best villains that Marvel has ever created. And I'd love to see like small hints of him or if they just bring him into the film that we can go back and flashbacks to see how he manipulated and orchestrated a bunch of things because he is a calculator. He is one of the most intelligent uh, people um, on earth and, and in Marvel comics. Inside, he's just an all around great complex, complex fleshed out villain. So I wouldn't mind seeing just hints of him, even if it's like a post-credit scene in these next couple films. And that, that so that's that that's my like. I don't mind Kang. Kang is a great villain too, but I I know for a fact you can't give us all these stories and Persians and Secret Wars and Kang and Secret Invasion Thunderbolts without it. Fucking Doctor Doom. That Doctor Doom has said he's either gonna uh, make cameos before we um, get the Fantastic Four movie, or he's gonna straight up just appear in the Fantastic Four movie. So I, I so those are those those are my two my my two ideas and theories on how he's going to appear in the MCU. A bunch of cameos leading up to Fantastic Four and Super Wars that he's just going to start appearing in Fantastic Four and then, then, uh, and then on to a bunch of stuff leading up to Secret Wars. I really do hope they incorporate um, 
the Malakumi and Owen Reese. Him and Doctor Doom are uh, main components of the Incursion storyline and Secret Wars. And that'd be a great way to introduce Miles Morales. I'm not gonna fucking front. Give us Miles Morales in two years, man. Listen, man. Listen, I don't even want to get the go there. I don't even want to go there. Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to so there I said James Gunn is a is a is a goat he's a beast he's a beast because I'm like he no one has really figured out his whole message involving Quill's mom throughout the whole uh throughout these movies with the with the little coordinate Easter eggs um so hopefully there's some more in this film and we have all that shit figured out by the end of this film i know they said james gunn this is gonna be like the team itself might disband or end or whatever or um switch up after this but there there's a lot that can go on in this movie that that can be very very fucking crucial to the next phase of marvel films like thor love and thunder introduced eternity a whole cosmic entity in the center of the universe. We already got Nowhere's severed head in the MCU. Um, Celestials exist now. We've seen a bunch of them in the Eternals, a couple of them in Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, the gods exist at, at Omnipotent City. Some are dead, obviously, um, because of gore, butchering off screen, which we could have seen more of in the movie. Let's see, there's Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The High Evolutionary is going to be making an appearance, and he he, his ins- he draws his inspiration from Mr. Sinister, who was a mutant. And I think that's great. I feel like you can always incorporate a mutant damn in, in damn near any story. Like Peter Quill could could have an X gene or some shit like that, or you know, someone else or what. You know what I'm saying? Just little small details into why um, certain people can do certain things. Adam Warlock being played by Will Poulter is going to be amazing. Um, he's a huge part of the Infinity uh, War story of Infinity Gauntlet and stuff like that from the comics. So I was really surprised that he wasn't in Infinity War and or Endgame just because he's very connected to the Infinity Stones, especially the Soul Stone. And I wanted to see how they they work that because the soul stones are atomized in the MCU and according to Loki season one they don't really mean shit um, to the grand scheme of things if they're, using, if they're being used as paperweights in somebody's office so that that right there is a, um, that right there is a, is a mind boggler so Loki s- season two is coming out now, obviously, that's going to be dealing with a version of Kang or Hero Remains or Nathaniel Richards or something like that. So that Loki season two is probably going to set up a whole bunch of more shit uh, for Kang Dynasty as well as Ant-Man 3's uh, Quantumania. Ant-Man and Wasp 3 Quantumania. Again, Stinger, uh, Cassie Lang. His daughters being uh, introduced into the fold.
and a lot of shit I like, a lot of shit I'm I'm on the fence about uh, when it comes to the stuff I read and watch. Like I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm gonna put this. I'm not a huge fan of live ad- adaptations of of certain uh, comic books and shows, especially when it comes to the anime sector uh, of Netflix. The live-action reboot of Cowboy Bebop, I, I really gave a chance to. I really gave a chance. I'm familiar with a couple of the actors um, on the show. Obviously, uh, John Cho and um, the brother Mustafa. Um, I've seen him in a couple other projects, too. But it was bad. It was objectively bad, y'all. Like, like once I seen the Wired interview and they asked about uh, Spike's fake eye, and they didn't know of anything about it. I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't going to last past the the, the first season. It, I just and now they're doing a Yu Yu Hakusho live adaptation, and certain things just need to stay in one medium. They just need to stay in one medium. That's that's just me. I'm probably still going to watch a Yu Yu Hakusho live adaptation, only to see, like, what they do with it. And... I don't, like I said, I don't have any high hopes for it. I really don't. Because I'm like, if you're going to adapt something from somewhere else, at least stay true to the fucking source material. Look what happened with the Percy Jackson series. As a fan of the books, garbage, garbage. Even as a standalone movie, it's kind of trash. And they did not respect the source material at all. Like, at all. And I'm really glad that they're doing a a series. Because I always felt like if you're going to do a remake of a series, especially a book series, the, the, the book in season format would probably work best um, for the most part with, with, with smaller books for the series um, obviously there's going to be stuff missing out but I would say that would be the best um, the best way to adapt a lot of a lot of books and comics if you were to do that in those types of um, series but I am excited about the Percy Jackson series coming up I will be discussing that when we get more um, details on the show and we get a trailer. I'll definitely be breaking that down. But I'm going to see you guys in a bit. There's a lot more we have to talk about and discuss. Thank you so much for your support and joining this stream. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. This is your welcome, Mr. Keenan Green.